0: Welcome to the Guns for Hire podcast. I'm your host, Ali Brahimi, a senior non-resident fellow at the Atlantic Council in Washington, D.C. This podcast is a production of the Atlantic Council's North Africa Initiative. It's a show about mercenaries. It's seeking to understand what Guns for Hire can tell us about the world as we currently find it, but also about the future of the international system and what war could look like in the coming decades. Each month, we'll explore a different aspect of the phenomenon of contract warfare, what makes hired guns different from regular soldiers, what they're up to and where, what our moral response is and should be, how to distinguish them from private military companies, if at all, and why mercenaries make the choice to fight for profit. I'm Elisa Pavia, Associate Director of the North
1: Africa Initiative at the Atlantic Council. So Alia, you work on the Middle East and North Africa and tend to contribute to to our work with commentary on Libya specifically.
0: So why are you preoccupied by these questions? Well, Elisa, in the last few years, there's been this explosion in the use of mercenaries in Libya to the extent that it's sort of becoming a normalized part of warfare. You have hired guns that have been sourced from neighboring countries like Chad and Sudan, but they've also come to Libya from much farther afield. And if we take just one incident in July 2019, when an inflatable boat docked in Malta, it had come from Benghazi in, in Eastern Libya, and it had on board 20 mercenaries from many countries, including South Africa, Australia, the United Kingdom, and the US. And in the most recent round of major fighting in Libya, both sides of the conflict depended on thousands of mercenaries from Syria and Russia to stand up an effective fighting capability. Right, so we know that mercenaries
1: featured very prominently in the Civil War of 2019-2020, which began when a warlord from the east of the country laid siege to the capital, Tripoli, which is in the west.
0: Yeah, and access to mercenaries was actually integral to his decision to start the war. The mercenary factor also influenced a number of things. The duration of the war, respect for the laws of war during the fighting judgments on whether to keep fighting, and of course, the prospects for peace once the fighting ended. In fact, thousands of mercenaries are still in Libya, standing by at key military bases, meaning that neither side is fully incentivized to you know, seek national uh, reconciliation.
1: But Libya is only the
0: starting point of the podcast. You're going to look at lots of issues. Right, because mercenaries are appearing on many battlefronts, not least Ukraine, where contractors from the Kremlin-linked Wagner Group seem to have actually improved Russia's prospects in recent weeks. There was a Ukrainian intelligence report a couple of weeks ago that called them the only ones that are effective. But Elisa, we've also seen plenty of wars of words over the very concept of mercenaries, which seems to implicitly recognize their controversial moral and legal status. In Mali, 49 United Nations troops were arrested last summer by the military government and denounced as mercenaries. And similarly, British men captured fighting alongside Ukrainian forces have been put on trial by Russian proxy courts for allegedly committing the crime of being mercenaries. With, it has to be noted, little recognition of Russia's growing role in driving the marketization of armed conflict. We've got a diverse lineup
1: with guests from many disciplines
0: and walks of life. In the first episode, you'll be talking to Professor Tony Cody. Yes, Professor Cody is an eminent Australian philosopher known worldwide for his work on political violence and practical ethics. So he'll be helping me to answer the question, what's so bad about mercenaries? In the following episodes, I'll be talking to Sean McFate about the private military industry and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, Then we'll be exploring the Russian military company, the Wagner Group, which is active in Libya, Syria, Ukraine, and across Africa, with the Russian military expert, Pavel Luzin. So I hope you'll tune in when we launch in March 2023 on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you'd like to get the conversation going before then, please do find us on social media.